Welcome to a brand new episode of Taylor's Take the Podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. We are going to be discussing on the program about St. Patrick himself and all the traditions that go in to the holiday, whether it's drinking parades or going to church or mass, whatever you prefer. We're going to discuss it and take you down memory lane and give you a little of the history. My name is Taylor Peters, but I'm from Ireland. You may have heard of the other Tyler from Tennessee. Well, it's not him. It's not the same person. Only for this special episode, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated annually on March the 17th, the anniversary of his death in the 5th century. All the way back then, the Irish have observed this day as a religious holiday for over 1,000 years. That's a long, long time. On St. Patrick's Day, which falls during the Christian season of Lent, Irish families would traditionally attend church in the morning and celebrate in the afternoon. Lenten prohibitions against the consumption of meat were waived and people would dance, drink, and feast on traditional meal of Irish bacon and cabbage. Oh, that was a prayer answered. St. Patrick, the patron saint, was looking out for his native Irish people and God Almighty himself. Thank God we can actually have meat and cabbage. And also, we could drink maybe whiskey, Guinness, or some beer, or maybe just water or soda, for that matter. St. Patrick, you want to know about him? Learn about how he came to be. St. Patrick, who lived during the 5th century, is the patron saint of Ireland and its national apostle. Born in Roman Britain, he was kidnapped and brought to Ireland, the Emerald Isle, as a slave at the age of 16, he later escaped, but returned to Ireland and was credited with bringing Christianity to its people. You want to know more about the myth, the legend, the history of St. Patrick? We're going to go into more detail, more depth, right about that. So don't go anywhere if you're listening. You've got to stay right here at Storytime from your good friend, your Irish companion. Oh, that sounded a little bad. I better just say friend, Taylor Peters. In the centuries following Patrick's death, believed to have been on March the 17th. Aha! Uh-huh. Back in the year of 461, a long, long time ago, we said thousands of years, remember that reference point. If you've been paying attention, if you've been reading in school, if you paid attention to the teacher, you better, or she'll come after you. Trust me, they did back in the Irish schools for sure. That's why I'm not quite right still now. I was a very troubled child. I'm just kidding. Don't worry. Just dramatic effect. Just a little bit of comedy for you. The mythology surrounding his life became ever more ingrained in the Irish culture. Perhaps the most well-known legend of St. Patrick is that he explained the Holy Trinity, who knew the Father, the Son, and Spirit, using the three leaves of a native Irish clover called the shamrock. And no, it's not a shake at McDonald's. I'm talking about the real flower that looks like a clover called shamrock. That's a sham that it would be turned into such a shake that's so delicious. Of course, leave it to the States to make everything so good. I actually want to go over there if McDonald's does in fact have the shamrock shake. But I'm talking about a real shamrock. i got to wake up and get to the point and be more serious when talking about the Holy Trinity Our faith, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Shamrock, was instrumental 
in being the native Irish clover. It's a historic symbol, is the shamrock. More than 100 St. Patrick's Day parades are held across the United States, New York City, and Boston. Some of the big cities and towns from around the United States of America hold the largest celebrations. Oh, they really celebrate St. Patrick's Day. They get to drinking in the pubs. No different than how we drink our Guinness in the pubs over here. I'm looking forward to that. Then I'll have to go to Mass and repent right after that. Oh, my goodness. I get a little carried away. I'm going to have to go see Father Brannigan. I used The Quiet Man. Wasn't that a character? See, I stole that from The Quiet Man. The movie with Jan Wayne Marine O'Hara, directed by Jan Ford. Good Irish people. They really were. They were good Irish people. When was the first St. Patrick's Day celebrated? You might ask a lot of good questions. We're going to try to give you the answers. Since around the 9th or 10th century, people in Ireland have been, have been, let me slow down, I'm going like I'm an auctioneer here, observing the Roman Catholic feast day of St. Patrick on March 17th. The first St. Patrick's Day parade took place not in Ireland, believe it or not, but in America. Records show that a St. Patrick's Day parade was held on March 17th back in 1601, the year dating back. In a Spanish colony in what is now St. Augustine, Florida, the parade in a St. Patrick's Day celebration a year earlier was organized by the Spanish colony Irish vicar Ricardo Atour. I hope I pronunciated that and got fancy enough for your pronunciation, since it's not natively Irish, it's Spanish, by the way. But I try my best out of respect. Oh, well. Oh, my. More than a century later, homesick Irish soldiers serving in the English military. Of course, it's the English. You gotta blame those neighbors of ours. Marched in New York City on March the 17th, 1772, to honor the Irish patron Saint Enthusiasm. So much joy and charisma for St. Patrick's Day parades that were being held in New York City, Boston. We just mentioned it. We gotta say it again or state it again, if you can understand me with an Irish accent. And other early American cities only grew from there. They took off thanks to the Irish. I knew we were that talented. We were that versatile. Who knew? Only we did. We had the answers to your questions. That's what we're getting at. Growth of St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Over the next 35 years, Irish patriotism among American immigrants flourished. You betcha. Prompting the rise of so-called Irish aid societies like the friendly sons of St. Patrick in the Hibernian Society, if I got that right. I even YouTube the pronunciation, so forgive me for my native Irish colleagues. In over here in the States, if you had families that were immigrants during the Great Potato Famine, which that was too long ago, maybe even just recently. Got to get my history right. I believe it's Hibernian. Let me just say it again so I can make sure I got it right. It may still be wrong. Who knows? There's your little comic relief comedic sense. Each group would hold annual parades featuring bagpipes. It's not only to the Scottish and British armies where it became popular. Not only did they have good drummers, but also so did Ireland. That's what that was getting at. In 1848, several New York Irish aid societies decided to unite their parades. The Form 1 official New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade. Today, that parade is the world's oldest civilian parade and the largest in the United States with over, get this number, 150,000 participants. Each year, nearly 3 million people line the 1.5-mile parade route to watch the procession. 
which takes more than five hours. You better get your exercise in, folks. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Savannah, just to name a few of the big cities around the north and south and Midwest of the United States of America. Also celebrate the day with parades. I got to get more enthusiastic, more celebratory is a good word and term. I'm just glad I got that out. That was a prayer answered right there. They had between 10,000 and 20,000 participants each. That's still a lot of people. That's a lot of lads and lassies right there. The New York City Parade was one of the first major city events, unfortunately, sadly, due to be canceled as a result back last year in 2020 of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now let's talk about a little bit of the history of the Irish in America. Up until the mid-19th century, most Irish immigrants in America were members of the Protestant middle class when the Great Potato Famine, there's what I was looking for, hit Ireland back in 1845, close to one million poor and uneducated Irish Catholics began pouring into America to escape starvation. Despised for their alien religious beliefs and, of course, our unfamiliar accents, by the way, by the American Protestant majority, the immigrants had trouble finding even many old jobs when Irish Americans in the country cities took to the streets on St. Patrick's Day to celebrate their heritage. Newspapers betrayed them ugly as cartoons. It was cartoons. They betrayed Irish, let me clarify, as drunk violent monkeys is what I was getting at. It makes me mad. It makes my blood boil just thinking about it, talking about it. Notre Dame, eat your heart out. I'm the real fighting Irish here. Don't make us mad. We've got that temper. Remember, gangs of New York, Liam Neeson and Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. I was getting so excited. My blood was boiling. I had trouble getting the name out. Now I've calmed down. I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. As long as I get a shamrock shake and maybe some lucky charms, I'll be fine. That's so stereotypical of you Americans, but I love it. I'm so for it. When America despised the Irish, the American Irish soon began to realize, however, that their large and growing numbers endowed them with a political power. There you go, stick it to them. That had yet to be exploited. They started to organize in their own voting block. How about that? Known as the Green Machine. It's called the Kennedys. That's what it's called. From Massachusetts, close to Boston, right there, at least in one of the communities near Boston. I've got to look it up on Wikipedia. There you have it. Became an important swing vote for political hopefuls. How about that? A little bit of information I didn't even know. But I'm from Ireland. I don't even know the Irish-American history. I'm learning it. Something new all the time and every day and night of my life. What do you expect? Suddenly, annual St. Patrick's Day parades became a show of strength and unity for Irish Americans. There you go. Put it to them. As well as a must-attend event for a slew of political candidates. Sure, in 1948, President Harry S. Truman finally got with things, attended New York City's St. Patrick's Day Parade, a proud moment for many Irish Americans whose ancestors had to fight stereotypes and racial prejudice to find acceptance in the new world. Gosh, those words. How do you see those words here in the United States of America? Acceptance. I hope you can understand that an Irish accent. Oh, my. Where's Glenn Ford? Not Glenn Ford. He's a good actor, but John Ford. Too many Fords. Ford Motor Company, my goodness, to keep up with when talking about Fords. The Chicago River Day Green. Now that's getting very enthusiastic about St. Patrick's Day. Is it not for the Windy City to do that? 
talking about Chicago. As Irish immigrants spread out over the United States, other cities developed their own traditions. One of their, in Chicago, speaking of, annual dying of the Chicago River Green, the practice started back in 1962. Good for you, Chicago. Although Chicago historians claim their city's idea for a river of green was original, some natives of Savannah, Georgia, down south, who St. Patrick's Day Parade, the oldest in the nation, dates back to 1813. So Savannah and Chicago are definitely got some bragging rights and competition to uh, decide for who started the whole Green River Dye idea. Very interesting. How about a pot of gold for Savannah and Chicago? Big deal. We don't need a lot of green rivers over here. We've already got shamrocks and plenty of green pastures. And even some leprechauns, if you believe that. You believe in UFOs, don't you? We can believe in leprechauns. St. Patrick's Day celebrations around the world. Let's get serious. Got to mix it up a little bit. Make you laugh. Leave it to me. Not Beaver, but leave it to Taylor Peters. Whoa, wait a minute. St. Patrick's Day celebrations around the world, not just in the United States or in the old country, rather. Listen to this. Today's people of all backgrounds, so neat to hear. Thank you very much. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day, especially throughout the United States, Canada, and Australia, the real south and land down under. I almost wanted to do an Australian accent. Came very close there. Although North America is home to the largest productions, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated around the world. Listen to the locations far and wide, globally from Ireland, including Japan, Singapore, and Russia, will hold popular St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Famous St. Patrick's Day recipes include Irish soda bread. Mm, just thinking about it makes my mouth water. And corned beef and cabbage with a little bit of, I believe, chap, because we are the champions of the world, or maybe it's shop. I don't know. I should have researched it better, but I had to say it. In the United States, people often wear green to represent the tradition of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, if you get pinched in my country, we just punch you out and then drink a pint of Guinness. So even if you're not wearing green, which you better have wore green, by the way, but we'll forgive you. We're actually nice about it. That's only to scare you, but don't make us mad. Don't get us right up. In modern, let it be a warning to you. Now, let me say in modern times, in modern day. In modern day, Ireland, as I was reading, I gave it away. Oh, my goodness. In modern day, Ireland, St. Patrick's Day was traditionally been a religious occasion, in fact, up until the 1970s. And it wasn't only about disco and rock and roll. Maybe it was a little bit. Even in the Emerald Isle, Irish laws mandated that pubs be closed on March 17th. Me indeed. There you go. I had trouble with my words. Oh, my goodness. I can't hardly even talk English or even ancient Celtic or Latin. Like you hear in a lot of the good old-fashioned Irish movies. Beginning in... 1995, the pubs were to be closed. Let me go back. I skipped over it on March 17th, but beginning in 1995, there we go. However, the Irish government began a national campaign to use interest in St. Patrick's Day to drive tourism and showcase Ireland and Irish culture to the rest of the world. Why not? Open your eyes and your brains there, Ireland, for crying out loud. 
What do leprechauns have to do with St. Patrick's Day? No, it's not only lucky charms. In modern day, well, I've done read that, read that, oh, you know, us Irish have a hard time even talking English. Some of these words to pronunciate. You can laugh, you can have fun. I may cause you to get drunk after me reading this a wee bit. But leprechauns, we have to get to leprechauns. No, it's not just unlucky charm stereo boxes, silly or scary movies off sci-fi called Leprechaun. What do leprechauns have to do with St. Patrick's Day? One icon of the Irish holiday is the leprechaun himself. And the original Irish name for these figures of folklore, folklore, there we go. And I'm not going to even pronunciate it. It sounds like it's an ancient Celtic word. I just got done saying even Irish people have trouble with the, the real Celtic language, the old Irish tongue. In speech, belief in leprechauns probably stems from Celtic belief in fairies. We're superstitious. Tiny men and women, I'm short enough, but maybe not that short to be a leprechaun. You get it? Because of my short stature. Tiny men and women who could use their magical powers when speaking of leprechauns to serve good or evil in Celtic folk tales. Leprechauns were cranky souls. They were very cranky, just wanted treasure. They were greedy, selfish. All they wanted to care about was themselves. Responsible they were for mending the shoes of other fairies, but they could fix shoes. So if you got a shoestring, you're missing a shoe, they could find it for you. That and if you offered them treasure, you had to bribe the little rascals. Though only minor figures in Celtic folklore, leprechauns were often known for their trickery. I told you, they were tricksters, which they often used to protect their much-fabled treasure. Leprechauns have their own holiday, believe it or not. I didn't know this on May the 13th, but they are also celebrated on St. Patrick's Day with many dressing up as the Whaley Fairies. So it's Halloween all the time. If it's a Leprechaun's Day or St. Patrick's Day, doesn't that also have some Celtic roots? When talking about Halloween, it's it's crazy to think about. Now you understand why we're so wild and uptight all the time. Actually, we're not uptight, I'll have you know. But there's your little history. Just want to take a little bit of your time here, lads and lassies. It's a special St. Patrick's Day edition of Tyler's Take the Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Peters. Forgive me. English is hard enough over here, much less over in the United States, reading your manuscripts or cheating off a website for that matter. I gave it away. But happy St. Patrick's Day. I'll say an Irish prayer for you from St. Patrick's Day and God himself. May God bless you all. Have many wonderful years and drink a lot of beer, but be responsible, be safe. That may not be the right message to some people, some folks, men, women alike. Uh, Just be safe and enjoy the day. But this has been Taylor's Take the Podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all, 2021, and I'm out. I'm going to have to repeat that. Happy St. Patrick's Day, because sometimes I I go so fast I can't get the words out. But uh, may God bless you all. And uh, there's no colors at the end of the rainbow and no treasure. That's all just your American tales. You're going to be disappointed, but happy St. Patrick's Day anyways. A little joke for you.